morning. Hello, my friends. Happy Friday. Uh, you are watching the storied John and Dave show. Uh, it's an internet phenomenon that no one has yet uh, really gotten excited about. I'm going to be honest. Uh, but we're trying to create a movement of good times and happiness on Friday mornings. My name is Dave. We're waiting for my best friend in Nashville, Tennessee, Mr. John Acuff, to join us this morning. Uh, John, uh, he's handsome, he's funny, and he has seven questions for the big guy. What's up, Steph? Shout out from Chicago. Uh, good morning. Good morning to everyone. Uh, I saw John join, so I'm going to try and bring him on in here. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome... It's John Acuff! <laughs> John Acuff, on the road. I'm not even in my regular house. This is such a special episode. Whose fridge is that? That is uh, my mother-in-law's. I'm in Blowing Rock, North Carolina, in the mountains, getting some fresh air, some deep thoughts. Um, I'm, I'm in the high places, if you will, and that's her fridge. I'm at her cottage. She has a cottage. I just spoke of your hair, and I have to say, it's looking dapper today. Yeah, it's gray. It's uh, The other day, somebody used um, my friend Dave Barnes, who you would love if you've never met him. I have not. I, would, I was on his podcast. And I was on it like three months ago when I kept getting bumped by other guests. And every time he would post on Instagram, hey, we're having Matthew McConaughey, I would say, did he bump me? And I, every guest I did that, he used a photo from 2012 and it looked very different, my hair. Um, it was- I saw this picture. It was brown. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that was the color. It was, it was, it was black. <laughs> it was so, man, you could get lost in it. I mean, you could just get lost in it. And now it is, uh, it is full of wisdom. What is uh, what is Blowing Rock like? What, what's what, what's going on right now? What are you doing? Are you doing this for fun? Are you doing a student event down at the Blowing Rock Library? No, that would be where they would book you um, at the Blowing. I'd do a library if they had a big budget. I mean, I need it needs to be a baller library. It probably have to be presidential because John doesn't have to answer anybody. Let's you know, let's like, be clear. You have standards, yeah. sir. It's going to exactly. be a, a library with at least a second floor. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Second floor at a must. Maybe an elevator. Um, I, I mean, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. What but no, we're here for uh, vacation. My, my in-laws live up here, and my kids are at beach camp in Panama City Beach for Ooh. church. And All so right, hold we, on. Let's pause there for one second, yeah. because I am T-minus uh, 11 days from uh, the, one of the most glorious times of the entire summer. And it's glorious in part because my kids look forward to it as much as I do. Summer camp. Like summer oh, camp, yeah. summer where are camp, they going? They go to a place not terribly far from where we live in Texas. I mean, mm -hmm. God bless them, no air conditioning. They live in wood shacks down by a river, but <laughs> yeah. uh, it's yeah. a three week thing. And they just oh. like, they are, they've been asking yeah. like how many days to camp? There's a countdown. It's like those little rings you used to make that would uh, oh, yeah. tear one off and you'd get closer to Christmas. Same sure. kind of deal is happening at the Hollis house, but they're is so their happy first about time them. or second time at this camp. This is their third summer in a no fourth summer. This is their fourth summer oh, in a row. Man. So this is now like they've got friends. They know all the counselors. They just get so excited. And you know, like the silence inside of the house has become my best friend for those. Did three you weeks do that time. as a kid? Did you do that? I went to Beartooth Mountain Christian Camp a few times, which uh, was great. Uh, this is not something that anyone would know, but it was up by Big Bear. And my only memory uh, of the camp was that it was a summer and winter camp. You'd go like for a week in winter. Yeah. Nice. And it was the first time I peed in the snow. So, you really? know, there's that. That's, yeah, congratulations to me. Was yeah. that for a badge? Did you do that for a badge on like no. a sash? 
I did it for I did it for like personal pride and self worth. Really, I mean, just watching the steam come up and the yellow on the snow. It was a combo flyer. Did you write that home in your camp letter? Were you like, dear mom, today was, mo- mo- you know, it was monumental for me as a you know young man? You know, what's funny. I was uh, like cleaning out closets, making sure uh, I can actually find like the four shirts I like to wear as opposed to the rest that I keep for no reason. Sure. Sure. And I found the letters written home from camp last summer. I mean, I'm going to, the show's going to turn into a dark place just for a second, but yeah. last summer, Hollis family was going through some stuff. Yeah. And so yeah, like they, sure. of course, are super excited about going to camp, but the letters they were writing home a month oh, into dude. divorce was just like, how are you doing? Oh, I'm not dude. sure I'm doing great yet. I just wanted to say hi. Oh. I guess I'll go slide instead of think about your divorce. Like, oh, oh thank you for the letter from camp. I appreciate that. Man, that is real. That just we're in a better got place real now. real quick. We're in a real better real place now. Good yeah. Lord. Yeah, I heard somebody on an elevator say once, she said to her friend, and I uh, just overheard her, she said, well, tomorrow, at least I'll be able to say it's not today. And I thought that was a great way to go, like, a year from now, right? I'll be in a place. And she it's said, so tomorrow, real. I'll be able to say it's not today. And I was like, that is real. There's seasons like that, where you're like, I need to remember a year after this year exists. Because when you're in that moment, fear, frustration, doubt, hurt, whatever tells you, this is the only thing that will ever exist. And that's just not true. Okay, so here's an interesting thing. Had my conversation yesterday with David, the therapist, amazing dude who I'm buying a boat for one session at a time. Yeah. And I actually had this, uh, this moment where I had what ended up being just a little bit of a harder Father's Day. Again, I'm going to take it to a, like a little more yeah, serious sure. place for a second. But um, anytime you've had relationship transition, you go through craziness, you get back into the rhythm of something that is usual, and that usual is different than what it has been for a long time. Sure. It's just, it feels weird, right? Yeah. And I was like kind of lamenting to him, like, yo, it's so crazy that I, in my mind, had constructed something that was kind of what you're saying, like, hey a year in, a year and a half in, whatever it might be, like mm-hmm. is once I have a, like a happy next relationship or once I've figured out what I'm gonna do professionally, then I'm not gonna have problems. I'm not gonna feel waves of grief. Everything's gonna be fine. And what's interesting is no, like there's still, like there is no like threshold after which you don't have any kind of grief or any kind of strange feelings. You just have it at like a less frequency, but, I was telling him like, man, I just felt like kind of discouraged because I was w- wondering like, am I doing grief wrong? Am I doing like the yeah. processing of emotions Could I be wrong? better? Yeah. Could, yeah. Could I be doing something better? And the reality is no, like you just do life as best you can. And a year from now, I'm going to be in a better place. I know this, mm-hmm. but also there's probably still going to be a wave of something weird that shows up when big thresholds you know, end up showing up. Cause there is no, yeah. once I get to that immediately eliminates all your problems. Well, and that's, you know, we talked about that in our episode of your podcast, the idea of a switch versus a dial. We want there to be a switch. We want there to be, as soon as this happens, I'll turn off the stress, the fear, the doubt, whatever, forever. And yeah. you try the thing for a week and it works. You try yoga and it works for a week. You try mindfulness, whatever. But then guess what? You're human and life gets loud and stressful later. So it's about going, okay, wow, I'm at an 11. How do I dial it down? Because a year from now, it won't be perfect. At your like at one of your kids' weddings, that's a threshold, dude. That one's coming at high school graduation. I'm about to face it. That's a threshold. But when that doubt gets loud, you get to go, okay, I have new tools that I can do this with. Like yeah. I can't, you know, because right. that's the other thing. A year from now, Mr. Dave Hollis has three more tools that he's developed emotionally to go, oh yeah, this divorce thing, 
isn't magically fixed a year from now. It's not because that's not how divorce works. But I have some new tools. I have some yeah. new friends. I have some, and that's what's you know for me really fun. Which actually is a really good segue, oddly enough, into the first question. Question number one, um, ladies question number and one, gentlemen, please. What's your favorite chapter of your new book? So you just did the big build through courage, like you just had the like cool wave video, like you've got a new book. People can pre-order it right now, correct? Pre-orders mm -hmm. are open. Yeah. What's your favorite chapter? Uh, I have a chapter at the very beginning where I'm talking about perspective. Um, because I think like for me at the very beginning of this book, I'm talking about this journey that everyone is taking in becoming who they hope to become. And that at the beginning of a journey, it can feel daunting to think about how much more time, like how long is a year or whatever it might end up yep. being. And that sometimes the gift of perspective that is afforded to you by someone who is already a year in or five mm -hmm. years in or 99 years in, as it turns out in this chapter with my grandma Lee, um, it's just such a gift to, to be able to see things through the lens of somebody who has the, mm -hmm. the, the perspective of a life more lived or more experienced in the thing you're trying to figure out. And in that chapter, I tell what ends up being three short stories of an interaction with Grandma Lee, my baller 99-year-old grandmother who, um, you know, like just represented like, look, I have been through so many hard things. She's a veteran of war, a single mother of five. She's like buried two husbands and lost a son to cancer and a grandson by suicide. Like she's seen things, all of her friends. At 99 are basically dead. And she's like, look, I have been through so much and I can tell you that I always got through it and that you'll get through it too, right? So like there was something beautiful yeah. in that mm -hmm. conversation. I talked about a conversation with John Maxwell who was helping me understand that the price of entry for running a small business was that it's gonna be overwhelming and have a bunch of problems. Yeah. Like that's what it yeah. is. Yeah. And then the third one is a, a story about a, an interaction with Steven Spielberg, which is ridiculous, but one of my jobs at Disney was giving notes on movies that were not yet finished to filmmakers, which mm -hmm. is hilarious because yeah. while I think myself creative, like I made most of my arguments with an analytics team. And yeah. so having a conversation with him about some creative notes on one of his films, the story For I For Steven tell. Spielberg. For I Steven love that Spielberg. story. That story <laughs> right, so. made me so uncomfortable, dude, reading it. I was like, I got sweaty for you. I was like, oh. I am still living under the desk of that office where I made that phone call 12 years ago. But um, anyway, those three stories, that like conversation about experience that comes with the gift of perspective, I think that's probably my favorite chapter. Uh, yeah, that I really like that chapter because I've read the book and that that man that that feedback you had to give made me made me nervous for you. Thank as you. Far, as far as perspective, somebody told me the other day they said one of their soundtracks because that's what I write about is um, I've survived a hundred percent of my hard days. And I thought that's a great soundtrack. Write that on a post-it note. I've survived a hundred percent of my hard days, and she said. I just have to remind myself of that sometimes because it's easy to forget. Um, so now with no shift whatsoever um, from serious to some would say silly. Um, question two is, do you think we've gone too far with how much stuff we've put in Oreos? Oh, yeah. I, I, I mean, I'd say uh, I don't even know the like full breadth of what is. I think it's mega. I think it ends at mega stuff. I think it go like we grew up in a double stuff world, you and I. That was a big yeah. deal. 
I mean, the rich kids had the double stuff. You, I had Hydrox because my dad worked in the ministry. And I had Hydrox Je also. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, Jesus can't afford name brand Oreos. Um, he wants you to have Hydrox cookies. Like, and the company was like, what should we name it? Let's name it sounding like something you clean your sink with. Yeah, Hydrox, why not? Delicious. I mean, if you don't have enough shame from eating something that's not called Oreo already, we'll just make the yeah. name sound like you should feel bad about it. Exactly. So I think it goes regular, double stuff. And then I think there's a mega stuff um that's even past that but do you feel like there's going to be a time where we as a culture have to go you know what it's we have to pause this it's too much stuff here's the weird thing i am crunchy not squishy like in yeah. all ways and so uh the less stuff the better for me i mean i just like if there was like uh, half stuff like if there was a half stuff <laughs> oreo right <laughs> <laughs> that's called I, a cracker that's called a cracker what you're describing by the way that is the thing i'm into crackers not like if someone was like hey you know what i got a bunch of uh, grandma's cookies over at the old 7-eleven i'd be like throw them in the garbage because those are soft like not no, interested dude a chips ahoy. I, I hated chips ahoy because it was so crunchy there's no i'm Chips Ahoy, no, no, no. Chips Ahoy is like on a spectrum. Chips Ahoy is the thing that like is my personal love language. I want to bite into something and have half of it on my shirt. Oh, okay, yeah. so that's, that gets me to my, my next question, which is a bonus question, because these conversations are planned and organic, like most of life's. Bonus um, question. Crunchy or creamy peanut butter? I feel like I know the answer. Creamy. You just spent the last 30, like three minutes telling me how you love crunch. I know. But the thing is, when you bite into peanut butter, no one wants to have anything uh, like texturally I, added I to it. I agree. It's like I, gravel. It's, it's gravel. No. Why, I, it, the, the thing is, like, I am always shocked because this is one of those, like, there are people who just love dark chocolate. And I'm like, were you raised in a home run by wolves? I don't understand, like, why, why, why do you like dark chocolate? It doesn't make sense to me. You could always just have milk chocolate and be happy. Yeah. But the same Some thing exists like here. Some people like life to be hard. They like Some people difficult. love crunchy peanut butter, and I just, I want to hug them and ask them who did it. Like, what was, yeah, what no. was the source of this pain? Oh, it's terrible. Oh, it's it's terrible. Okay, next question. Would you, or maybe you already have, um, skydive? Oh, I've talked about this. I am interested in doing it. I have not, and I'm interested in doing it because I am terrified of heights. Like my dad, as I was growing up, was in construction, had a little like family construction business. Uh, I have no skill. We talk about this when I'm gonna now yeah. one day build a little table. But uh, my summers were like him trying to convince me to take the six steps up a ladder to help like move shingles from one yeah. side of the roof to the other. And I still get sweats in the middle of the night thinking about the seventh step of like getting off the ladder onto the roof. And so I have no interest in jumping out of a plane, but I am in a season. I'm like truly like I've never in my entire life been in a, like a space where I am in a season of yes. I'm like saying yes to things that I've never said yes to before. And I'm trying things that I've never tried before. I'm, I'm like, I'm doing some fitness stuff right now that goes wildly beyond what I have ever tried in my entire life. And it is making me feel so rad because I'm like, oh, at 46, you can actually feel stronger and have more energy and like have pride for the like way that your work is actually showing up in the way mm -hmm. a shirt fits or whatever it might be. But jumping out of a plane kind of fits that bill because like I am just saying yes to literally anything that anyone throws out in uh, the world of like adventure and challenging Ooh. fear. I don't, I, yeah, for me, it's a, it's a no-go. Like if- No-go. No, I just, 
I mean, I'm not necessarily afraid of heights. Like I'll go do, you know, like I love to ski. I love to like, but yeah, jumping out of a plane. I just, if a kid of mine was like dad, it would mean the world to me. If on my 18th birthday, we got to do that together. I'd say, I love you, but that's also still a no. Like I, I that's how strongly I feel about it. Yeah. So Can I, I ask? Cause like, th this is so crazy, but, uh, like math is like, this is a, like, I was trying to be funny, but it's uh, it's not going to play. Uh, like statistics and math for me are a thing that always neutralize like irrational fear. And so if I can understand like, oh, how many skydiving deaths were there out of how many skydiving attempts relative yeah. to how many car accidents there were and how many people were driving. And you're like, oh, wow. Like maybe it's safer to jump yeah. out of planes than it is to drive yeah. to Walmart and pick up some Hydrox, you know, like, it, yeah. like well, whatever, Hot. right? Does that help you with the fear? Like would you be standing like in a plane with a stranger named Hutch? His first name is Hutch. That's Hutch. what he does for a living is he skydives and you're like, I like this guy. He's got cool tattoos and he looks like he's from Point Break. I'm now attached to this human that I met this morning. We're about to dive and you're going to run the math? Like, will it, that help you? It helps a little bit. But in this season, it helps because I am coming out of something where I thought with 100% certainty, I could predict what my entire life was going to look like. Yeah. And then yeah. when things don't turn out the way that you would have hoped, yeah. it's a permission slip to say, Oh, you have no control. It was always an illusion. The things yeah. that are going to happen in some ways are going to happen. Yeah. yeah, you can manufacture and like put your thumb yeah. on the scale a little bit to like tilt the odds. Yeah. But really, I can't control what's going to happen. I could drive yeah. to Starbucks later on today, knock on wood and something bad could happen. Same yeah. thing could happen jumping out of a plane. I want to like be true. able to like, I just want the picture of just like, you know, that. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, but you would like, you and I are funny because we both think the same way. And I immediately start going, what's the Instagram caption going to be? How do we, you know, how do I, like, is that on YouTube? Do we send it out? Like, how do I turn that into a PDF somehow? How is that a speech? How, like, I could see me, I, I would do it for that too. If somebody is like, you'll get amazing content out of this. Maybe I'd be like, uh. um, but speaking of Starbucks, my, I actually wrote down a question about Starbucks. I'm curious, what's the fanciest thing you do at a restaurant or at a coffee shop? And I mean that because like some people will order their coffee by temperature. They'll be like, I need it to be 140 degrees because they have very refined mouths that can tell the difference between 140 and 138. It, they're just, they're very refined. When you're at a restaurant and you do something that some might say is a little bit difficult, like what are you switching out? What are you saying? Can you ask the chef if he has rounder ice? Like, do you have anything like that? There is not going to be a fun answer here because I am the person after like I Heidi's order is I'd like uh, iced coffee with one pump of mocha, no classic yeah. and a side of heavy cream with a straw. Like there's yeah. a whole host of things. Yeah. And I just say, can I get a black coffee? Like, yeah. I just, and then you leave and then you leave. I, I, can I just get a black coffee? Right. Yeah. Like I am. I'm very, very simple. And actually the other day, accidentally I got somebody else's coffee, right? Like they handed me the coffee. I was in the drive-thru line. So I didn't like actively participate in theft. I just took a coffee that was handed to me by a barista in my car and I drove. And I was now 0.4 miles away from said Starbucks. I took a sip and I was like, oh, what is this? Now it turns out it was delicious. I mean, it was just straight delicious. Someone named Todd is missing a, just like De just desperately delicious coffee. And I realized, oh, there are other things you can do to coffee to actually make it even tastier than yeah. just black coffee. 
And I drank that coffee and the next day I went back and I got a black coffee. Because I'm just like, ah, if it ain't broke. Why, why, yeah, why, why exactly. Yeah, I drank somebody else's coffee at a coffee shop. So they, like they in yelled front out. Of them? Not on purpose. They oh, yelled okay. out what I had ordered or I thought I had ordered. I grabbed it off the counter. I sat down. Five minutes later, the barista came over and took it back from me. She was like, <laughs> this isn't your coffee. And I was like, oh, sorry. And she took it back. Like, I guess what she are they going to do with it? it? She's going to throw it away, but I think she just wanted to let me know, like, hey, dummy, this is. We know. Yeah, we know what you did. And I went, like, and it, there was only, like, four tables. It was one of those coffee shops where you can't have a real conversation because you're constantly whispering. You know those shops where you're like, oh, so yeah. Then, then my therapist said, hey, you should try to be kinder to yourself. And then you have to go back. Like, it was one of those shops. So it was very obvious which person had done that thing and that was embarrassing for me it was like but not the most embarrassing thing i've done i've done recently have you ever have you ever um like put your foot in your mouth where you still think about it later like there's something you said where you're like i i made the joke i made the joke with you when you were doing a speaking event in a suit because I, like the thing that like i there's two times when someone yeah. was dressed fancier than they are normally dressed and i went like as aggressively with a compliment as I possibly could, like way over the top, like when's the job interview? You yeah. look like a million bucks. What is actually going on here? I like this version of you. And they were like, I'm going to a funeral at 2 p.m. Yeah. And I was like, okay, yeah. I will send you prayers for peace and I'm gonna be under my desk if you need me. Like just uh, the worst, just uh, the worst. Yeah, I think mine was, I told you, didn't I tell you I ruined somebody's surprise party by telling them, that I told the husband there was a surprise party for him by accident. And when I walked <laughs> in that night, like when I walked in, they, they stopped the music and this is an exaggeration. And they said, the lady, the, the wife said, this is John Acuff, he's the one who ruined the party. And I was like, hey everybody, like that was one of my, that was probably one of my worst. Okay, next question. Would you be willing to go back a second or possibly even a third time to get a Costco sample if you knew they were judging you like a little bit? Like 100%. Not only would I, I have. I have no shame yeah. in the sample game. Because they're back. I, they're I, back. I, I, have, I have no shame in the sample game. If I have had a delicious like uh, little mini pizza bite, yeah. And I'm like two aisles away. I'll be like, oh, hold on real quick. I think I saw something over here. I'm going to go back and get me another pizza bite. And they're Do you like, you pretend Sir, you've never seen it before? Do you act like. Nope. Nope. I'm like. like you don't hey. go, oh, what is this new item? I've never had a pizza bite. Do you, no, you I become Shelly's best friend. Like, oh, Shelly, yeah. it's the big guy coming on back for another <laughs> pizza bite. <laughs> that is so funny. Dude, I, uh, I feel the same way. Like. If I'm at Hertz, I'm trying to become that person's best friend because I feel like they got an upgrade somewhere. They got a slightly better upgrade that couple of jokes, couple of, hey, what's going on in the Hertz counter? Like, what I, gonna what I, things over. I, I actually had a conversation one time when I was enjoying uh, a sample for like the third time where I was like, look, I will walk around this store and send people over to you. I'm going to help yeah. you sell all of these <laughs> delicious snacks but I'm gonna need a little something on the side. I'm gonna need you to keep on feeding the big guy because I am here for a while. We gotta get this, we gotta just keep it coming. Dude, you became a Costco affiliate. You were doing <laughs> affiliate marketing. Like you were like- Swipe I'm... up here for these pizza bites. Come on. Exactly, exactly. That is so funny because they're back. And I actually did that yesterday 
we were at a restaurant. It was crowded. There were no tables. And so I was like, I'm going to chat up this, the lady running the front desk, see what we, and her name was Annie. She owns a restaurant. She was like, kind of like the soup Nazi, like real strict to the point, like somebody called up. She was like, hold on. And they were trying to get a table. And I could tell that they asked, can I bring a dog? And she said, nope, one dog bite too many. Boop. And I was like, that is, like, I've never heard that. Her go like, yeah, no, it's a restaurant. Dogs bite. Boop. And I was like, she doesn't play around. And so I was like, hey, that was really cool what you said about the, like, you know what? We got a table. We got That's, a table. So I'm a, I'm a fan. So, okay, last question, because I want to bring us back to, the what's going on because books don't happen every year you and i are not like we don't release four books a year we're not like oh hey here's my 15th book this year it's a big deal to release a book where do people need to go if okay i go pre-order it in amazon i know you got cool stuff like where am i going well i launched a website yesterday first time in my entire life that i've had a a website of my own that was a pretty cool thing in and of itself it's a a bizarre thing i'll tell you that much but i put uh up on the interwebs and there's info about the book. So if you're interested in, hey, what is Built Through Courage like or any of that, Mm -hmm. um, you can go there and you can buy the book in real time from any retailer. So uh, if you wanna support the big guy, man, I would appreciate that, check that out. And then we will be for like the 13 weeks leading to release. Like it's about 90 days. We're gonna do uh, a 90 day community challenge where each week we're gonna have a different theme and talk about things. We're gonna invite people into a little private Facebook group. And we're gonna have some coaching that ends up being free. We're gonna give some courses away over time. We're gonna have some giveaways. All that stuff is gonna happen through the sites. You'll end up dropping your email in once you've pre-ordered with proof of purchase. And then we're gonna just like love on you for like three months worth of time until we get there. But I'm super, Fantastic. super excited. Yeah, super you excited. Should be. I saw this, I mean, like this is a like humble brag, but. The book cracked the top 100 on Amazon yesterday. So, which like, is the, impossible in a pre The power, the power yeah. of this community. I'm just like, yeah. I'm so grateful to everyone. Thank you so much. It's like in like a ridiculous thing that a book that comes out in October yeah. would do that. That never just, happens. It, it means so much to me. So thank that you. That never it's happens. So that's so, that's so awesome. cool. Thanks, that's dude. very cool. Well, awesome, dude. Well, we'll keep doing questions. Um, I'm gonna keep talking about the book because it's a big, exciting thing. 13 week lead up. Um, MrDaveHollis.com. You heard her. Heard it here, probably third, because you've already third. talked about it on Instagram. Couple I'll times. say, I don't want to lie. I want to keep this show honest. We started in a very honest place. That, like, divorce is hard. Your kids write you letters from camp. All the way full circle to, it might be time to stop the Oreo stuff. Like, we've hit our stuff limit. We're flying too close to the sun on wings made of stuff. Be um, careful. Yeah, be careful. So, Dave, have a great right, rest of your Friday. Have Thanks fun on your little, uh, little trip today. We'll see you next week, All right, buddy. see ya. All right.